This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. So the guy tells us right before he leaves, he's like, oh, yeah, I work with explosives in Puerto Rico. We're like, do tell? (laughs) More details, please, sir. (laughs) When Nikki first told me about this, when we had to stay the night and shit like that, her first thought was that we were just going to get hammocks and sleep on the beach. (laughs) Did she go native on you at some point? What the fuck? She's going to sleep with the horses? Then get me some goddamn third worlders in here to battle. I've seen it's movies. a kayak. It's not like well, you guys can have a kayak. I want a pontoon boat driven by slaves. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. All right, so growing up, everybody's got that one uncle. The one guy who's always got jokes. The one guy who every time you come around, he's got a cute little nickname for you. Or if you get new shoes, he wants to talk about your shoes. Or if you get a new backpack, he wants to talk about your backpack. Or if your friends or your girlfriend come over, he wants to bring up some old shit that you tried to forget a long time ago. Like shit you filed away in the let's never fucking talk about this again folder. He'll bring that shit right back to the surface. Like that time during ninth grade where you had a mullet for the entire year and you thought that shit looked good. You thought you had quote unquote long hair, but in reality, you just look like an asshole with a mullet. That's the kind of stuff that Uncle Sam would bring up every time my friends would come around or I would have a new girlfriend come around. And Uncle Sam wasn't the kind of guy who would just make fun of me. I wasn't the only object of his desire. Anytime he could make fun of anybody, he did it. Like for an entire year or two, Uncle Sam called everybody that he met Fred. If you were somebody new that he had just met, he called you Fred. And when people finally asked him, Sam, why are you calling everybody Fred? He said, well, it's a lot easier on me if I just call everybody Fred than to worry about trying to remember a whole lot of new people's names. And I'm like, Sam, Uncle Sam, you know my name. My name is Shane. You've met me before. We've known each other. He's like, whatever, Fred, that's fine. Now, me and my little brother hung out with Aunt Jane and Uncle Sam a whole lot because growing up, mom and dad were dirt fucking poor. And I'm talking like eating potatoes for a week straight because we had nothing else. Like one bag of potatoes fed four people in a variety of different ways for a week. That's how poor we were. And when somebody offers you low cost or free childcare when you're growing up and you've got no money and you need someplace for the kids to go, you jump on that shit like government cheese. So me and my little brother spent a lot of time at Aunt Jane and Uncle Sam's house. Like when they were first starting out, they lived at an apartment and they had a pool. And me and my little brother looked at it like, holy shit, summer vacation. Every day we go over there, we get to go swimming. So we'd go over to Aunt Jane and Uncle Sam's and we would just whine and bitch and complain about going to the pool until finally Aunt Jane would get up and take us. And this went on for years until finally Aunt Jane and Uncle Sam got one of their first houses. And with this first house that they got, it was a pretty big house. And when I say a big house in my family, a four bedroom, two bath house sitting on an acre of land was like a fucking mansion. So going over to hang out at Aunt Jane and Uncle Sam's house was awesome. They had a flat yard. There were neighborhood kids nearby. We'd come over and play football. It was just awesome every time we'd go over there. But like I said, Uncle Sam always had jokes. 
And one of the things that he had jokes with was the fact that he got a brand new Super Nintendo. Now, me and my little brother had played Pac-Man on the 2600. We played Mario on the regular Nintendo, but Super Nintendo was like this fucking beacon of joy that we never could touch unless we went to someone else's house because, like I said, we were poor as shit. So we go over to Aunt Jane and Uncle Sam's and they've got the Super Nintendo there and we're playing some game on Super Nintendo and my Uncle Sam pulls out this pair of handcuffs. Now, it was one of those metal pairs of handcuffs and back in the 90s, you guys all know which one I'm talking about. They sell them in the stores, they have the little latch on the side which will open up and they have the two keys that come with them. Well, back in the day when they first started selling the metal handcuffs, there was no latch on the side. There was keys, but there was no latch. So my Uncle Sam says, all right, Whoever loses the next game, I get to put them in handcuffs. So we laugh and we're joking and everything's fine. We're all having a good time. And my little brother plays the game and he loses next. And Uncle Sam says, I'm going to put you in handcuffs now, buddy. And Steven says, okay, whatever. I don't even remember how old he was. He was like six, seven, somewhere in there. And Uncle Sam walks up, puts the handcuffs on him on his back, like behind his back. And my little brother's laughing and joking and he's walking back and forth in the handcuffs and he's like, oh, let me out, let me out. And, you know, we're all joking and having a good time and Sam's making everybody laugh and my uncle's got the whole room going like he usually does. And one of the controllers was stretched across the floor. Now, this is back with Super Nintendo, but everybody still had a cord. So one of the controllers is stretched across the floor and in this brand new house that my Aunt Jane and Uncle Sam had moved into with this brand new varnished wood floors, my little brother catches his foot on one of those cords and goes flying across the room with his hands handcuffed behind his back. Nothing could catch him. Nothing stopped him. He landed straight on his chin right in the middle of the living room. His blood flew everywhere. Huge gash off of his chin. We thought he was going to die. My little brother is freaking out. My Uncle Sam runs over, pulls the handcuffs off of him. My Aunt Jane is running into the other room. We're grabbing like bandages, trying to hold his chin together. He definitely should have gotten some stitches. But we just put some bandages on it and we went about our day. He calmed down. He stopped crying. He got to play the most Super Nintendo that he had played for the entire day because my Uncle Sam, the Joker, realized he was the reason my little brother had split his chin open. And he still called me and Steven Fred that day, but he didn't have nearly as many jokes for the rest of the time. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And you can find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. Thank you very much to Michelle for being our huge Patreon subscriber this month. You're awesome, and thank you so much for helping out the show. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Family. Potter Family is a family of podcasters who come together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts from the indie scene, and basically just create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter Family, you're going to find Now That I'm Older, as well as the Spoken Dreams podcast, the Elements podcast, and the Extra Stories podcast. And this week on episode 125, Land of a Thousand Fire Extinguishers, we're going to talk about my family's trip to Vieques Island, which basically is somewhere between a paradise and a third world country. So check it out. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my underground lair. 
I have gathered here before me the world's deadliest assassins. All right. So recently I just got back from vacation mm-hmm. and on vacation, we went to what's called the bioluminescent bay off VAK's. Is that shit that glows? Yeah, totally. It's uh, all the little like microscopic mm. things that glow in the water mm. and shit. It's fucking, no, it was amazing, dude. The shit. You know where else glows? The nuclear pond and the Simpsons garden. <laughs> I didn't see any three eyed fish. The weird part was in the whole bay, like every bit of it was like three feet deep total. Like how it wasn't a, how much of a bay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like ridiculous. Like at one point he goes, um, if you fall out of your kayak, you just stand up. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we in? <laughs> but like, as you're paddling through it, like you put your paddle on the water and like, it like explodes, <clears throat> it explodes with light and shit as you're paddling through. And then at one point they're like, stick your hand in the water and then shoot your fingers out. And it really like, I felt like I was shooting a fireball. What if what if Puerto Rico just really invested in a whole bunch of blue uh, glow sticks <laughs> and then just dump a bunch of them in the water every night? No, dude. Like when you were in the kayak, as you're because first off, if you're in a kayak, number one, if you've never gone kayaking, let me give you a pro tip right now. You are going to get fucking wet. There's no way around it. If you're hoping you're not going to get wet kayaking, it's not going to happen. Every time you lift that paddle over to try and hit the other side. Water is coming in that boat. There's just no way around it. Get used to it. It's fucking happening. Oh, you had to paddle? Oh, yeah. Dude, we had to paddle a half mile into the middle of this bay. <laughs> you tell me right now they couldn't put a trolling motor on one of the motherfuckers. Ew, fucking third world ass <laughs> kind of shit. I ain't paddling if I'm paying money to go see somebody. You get a goddamn fucking Mexican in here or something. Um. Well, the thing is, you can't do it because it's all... um like the little microscopic plankton or whatever shit that it is, you can't fucking <laughs> get me some goddamn third worlders in here to battle. I've seen it's movies. a kayak. It's not like, well, you guys can have a kayak. I want a pontoon boat driven by slaves. <laughs> There's no slaves in Puerto Rico. I don't know what you think this is. Workers. <laughs> Student athletes. <laughs> whatever. Um, I'm sure you can hire some. The money's got to be good for them. I mean, $8 an hour to paddle. <laughs> Dude, you had to paddle a half mile out there. So by the time we get out there, we're soaking wet. Okay? That's first off. I'm so mad if I hadn't been informed that I was going to have to paddle when I got there and had to paddle. This would have been a trip fight right here if I'd been. You didn't say anything about paddling. You knew. I know you read it. So you knew I would stay home and watch TV. No, because we're going to go back from the paddling to when we first get to VA case. Okay. Because we're staying in this dope fucking house in Puerto Rico. When I say a dope house, it's like one where you can rent the top level because there's a kitchen up there. You can rent the bottom level. There's a kitchen down there. There's like places to fucking hang out. There's ample outside space. There's a pool. It's fucking dope. It's like I would have been there. Why are the stupid bay? (laughs) From Puerto Rico, we were in a mansion. Okay. So we decide that we're going to go to the bioluminescent bay. And to do that, you have to leave the island of Puerto Rico and go to the island of Vieques. And to do that, you have to drive a fucking, you have to get on a ferry and ride like an hour on a ferry (laughs) next to other people. And, um, on the way out there, it was kind of cool, except for the fact that we were, we had a snorkeling expedition at one o'clock and that we were supposed to get to. The guy was supposed to get us there at like nine o'clock in the morning. Everything's going to be great. He shows up at like eight 40 and it's an (laughs) hour away to get there. And he's like, I think we are going to miss the the nine o'clock. And I'm like, you fucking think we got like 15 minutes to be there and you're just getting here. So anyway, 
<laughs> we drive our ass all the way out there. We finally get to the ferry. We miss it. We have to kill like three and a half hours in a little like coffee shop right next to where the ferry is. And the dope thing about having to kill this three and a half hours is there was a homeless guy standing around outside who had on like, imagine if Aladdin, if the genie from Aladdin was a real dude and he had on like orange pants that were like glittery. Like he looked like he was going to dance a so jig with these what pants you guys on. had to deal with for three hours, huh? three and a half hours. And I, it's me, Christopher, his girlfriend. Did he sing? Did he, do any he didn't do any dance or any jigs. This is what he did. And it's me and Christopher are the only dudes and five chicks. And that's it. So basically I'm having to be like, you know, the fucking like daddy wolf looking around going, okay, make sure this dude doesn't attack anybody or kill anybody. <laughs> so we sit down inside here and I ask for a deck of cards to play with. And if you've ever been to a Hispanic country, they don't play with the deck of cards we play with. Oh no. They play with a 40 card deck. And they don't have clubs and spades and hearts and all that shit. No, no, no. They have pickles. They have cups. They have coins. And they have swords. <laughs> and there are 40 cards. There's no seven. There's no eight. There's, there's no nine. There's, that, there's interesting that, that you guys now have cards you don't know how to use. Oh, no. We were making games up to play with them and shit. We are like, we're going to play rummy, okay? But we're not going to do three of a kind. So we're sitting here this whole time. And dude with the fucking pants on is staring at our table hard. Like he is wanting to come over and like, I don't know if he wanted to kill somebody, you know, steal our money. I don't know what he wanted, but whatever he wanted to do, he wanted to do it hard. This is where I would have come in. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, bartender or coffee person. Yeah. Stick. Stick. <laughs> shoot. Shoot. Get on here. Get on. I asked the guy, I was like, so I saw the guy standing at the door, like asking for a light for a cigarette. And he's like, no, that dude's fucking homeless. It's like that dude comes in here and harasses the customers for a dollar and shit. And like he came in at one point with $2 and got like a cup of coffee or some shit. And I'm like, this is the most air conditioning this guy's touched all week long. <laughs> but that was our, that was, we, we sat there for three hours. So we sit on this ferry, drive across and the ferry was empty enough to where we were all relaxed and chill and everything was great getting over to the actual VAKS Island. And when we get over there, we have to get a taxi to get to where our transportation is on the island because the island is so big, you can't no Uber, fucking huh? walk it. No, not on the island. You can't walk it either. So as soon as we get there, Nikki picks up her phone and calls a taxi. This dude shows up in a beat up ass white van. And I'm talking like, <laughs> when I say beat up ass white van, I mean, say like, free candy on the side. <laughs> no, but I mean, it had like the name of the fucking um, taxi on the top of it. And we get into the whole thing and like he adds like six more passengers who are also going to the same place we are. And he's like, I'm taking everybody to the same place. It's $5 a ride. We're, we're going. So we get in the car and dude pops open his cooler and starts handing out beer. But only to me and the other person who was sitting next to me, my wife's best friend. So now we got a beer. We're chilling. It's cool. He's driving like a maniac the whole fucking way to get here to get us to where we were picking up our golf carts. <laughs> This is getting better and better. We had two golf carts for seven people to ride around on. And when we get our golf carts, like as we're driving by in the van, we're like, oh, well, that's cool. What's that building right there? And he goes, oh, that's our casino. See, that's where we have the, the fighting, the fighting. And I look on the outside and there's chickens. <laughs> you should have gone to a cockfight, Nick. You should have gone. To, I can't believe you missed your opportunity to go to a cockfight. I was not going. And dude, when you drove past there, it definitely. Me and Christopher would have been in a cockfight. You guys should be happy I didn't go because Christopher would have gone with me. He'd be like, "We're going to see the cockfight." No, Christopher wouldn't go. He was like, "That's so wrong. I can't believe they would do it." But he might have been doing that because Riley was there. Like, <laughs> I wanted to test him in front of her. See, I gave like a half a thought to it. I was like, "I'm definitely like, you know." 
I'm thinking about it, but at the same time, as soon as like one of the one of the roosters started bleeding, I'd be like, ah, this is this is crazy. I'd come back with my own rooster. <laughs> hey guys, what's that? <laughs> this is a rooster. It's my rooster named Carlos. <laughs> his, name is, his name is Carlos El Vestavez. So as we're driving by, he's pointing out like what this is, what that he's is. He's a champion. <laughs> when we're driving through, like it's all like built up and shit right there off the ferry, but like five seconds off the ferry, we're in a third world country, like super serial, a third world country. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. Like, uh, no, 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 you, you're not aware. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> Huge fucking swaths of nothing. Okay. And then there's like these little squalor ridden houses all the way through. And every now and then you'd find like a brand this new is construction. The murder, this is the murder zone. <laughs> Never now, it wasn't a murder zone. Like a lot of it was just uninhabited, like just nothing. But as we're driving through, we start seeing horses and we're like, oh, Nikki had told me there's going to be wild horses there. And I'm thinking like, you know, there's 30 wild horses that roam the island. No, there are 30,000 <laughs> or 3,000 3, wild this, horses. The horses own this island. <laughs> and they're protected as a national fucking treasure on this island. You can't like – they say you can't like go up and touch them. You're not supposed to do anything with them. But as we're driving through, you see all sorts of people who have a horse tied up on like three feet of rope in their yard. <laughs> and these horses are looking destitute and shit. Like, hey, <laughs> let me the fuck out of here. Come on. You're white. You know, this is wrong. There were so many random chickens. Like these chickens didn't belong to anybody. They were just fucking wild living there, running through. And we're driving. Carlos's family. <laughs> we're driving through the streets of the AKs. On golf carts, and I'm looking, going, oh my god, where the fuck are we? Like Nikki's telling, like she had shown me pictures of the Bio Bay. I knew it was going to be beautiful. It was one of those like once in a lifetime things you've got to see. But as we're driving through, first off, when he pointed out, you know, that's our casino, <laughs> the said, cockfighting ring. They've taken me to the murders. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they pointed out the cockfighting ring, I was like, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore at all. <laughs> so we're sitting there looking, you know as we're driving through and we're seeing all this different shit, we're, we're looking at the beaches. It's really close by. It's all beautiful. And we show up to our house and Nikki had first, when we first planned this trip, Nikki tells me, well, we have to stay on the Island. There's no ferries after we get done with the bio Bay tour. Cause it doesn't start till seven. It closes at nine. The last ferries at like seven 30 or eight or some shit like that. So we have to stay on VA case. And she says, well, I found a house and the whole time she's telling me about it, she's like, I found a house and it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's a good house. And I'm like, I like your faces. You say good. This is good. It, it's, it's good. You know, do they have hotels on the island. They do. They have like a, they don't have really, really a hotel. They have a Weston, but they're bringing, they're putting a, a cruise ship port. A Weston probably sounds pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> the story, I bet. <laughs> Go so, ahead. So we're driving our golf carts and like legit, the golf carts are like golf carts. They, they, they oh, take I, gas, but it's like they go 25 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're driving on wide open streets and shit with cars behind us. Like we're not talking about car. the little things that Edward had at his farm. <laughs> no, there were like go karts that were actually four wheelers hidden in a go kart body. No, this was a golf cart, dude. This is, <laughs> this is like, I was heading to the 16th hole. I mean, let's, so. We're driving through on regular streets and we drive through this area. And that's when I start seeing like a lot of wild dogs, a lot of wild chickens, uh, a lot of dogs that have collars that are free range. And then we suddenly pull up to our house after we've passed like six houses with horses tied up in the yard. And there's a huge iron gate to get in. And as we walk up, there's about 7,000 fire extinguishers right under the porch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> 
So the guy tells us right before he leaves, he's like, oh, yeah, I work with explosives in Puerto Rico. We're like, do tell. <laughs> More details, please, sir. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, a lot of people live on VA case and they come to Puerto Rico because there's no jobs in VA case. I'm like, that's a great place to live, I guess. <laughs> um, Makes sense. There's nothing but horses. <laughs> it's fucking horses and horse shit and beaches. That's what you get. <laughs> and random killer chickens. <laughs> Carlos's family. <laughs> so... We pull up and there's a huge iron gate and the guy, like, first off, our guide isn't even there. He didn't even ride over with us. The guy whose house it was, we rented it from. He's like, all right, I got to go to work. Bye. And he went to work and drops us off. So our vacation to Puerto Rico was beautiful. It was magical. The trip to Vieques Island was amazing, but there were definitely parts of it that seemed like it could have been right out of a horror movie. Next up, we're going to run into a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to jump right back into talking about the island of VA case and a whole lot of furniture made out of PVC pipe. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's 738. Shut up, everyone. Shut up. Woo! This is Leo. This is Kitty. This is Fez. This is Jackie. This is Cobra, what's up? And Midgey. We are Afterburn 739 Podcast, coming to you from Squish Bar. Tune in every week and hear us talk about anything and everything. We are not politically correct. We are certainly not well informed. Sometimes we will make shit up. But we will make you laugh. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Afterburn739.com. And Twitter, and Afterburn739. What's Stitcher? Hello, Hello Kitty. 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 Welcome, Welcome to, to the party. Welcome to the party. My jingle. <laughs> and you never know who might turn up in Squish Bar in the Turkey Bucket Gallery. <laughs> I quit. Where's the money, Lebowski? Oh, you want that money, Lebowski? Bunny says you're good for it. Where's the money, Lebowski? So I want to go ahead and completely say that I have dropped the ball. I'll go ahead and admit it. Shocker. We have had a patron for a little while now um, who actually is giving to the show. Um, Miss Michelle Lincoln is actually giving us uh, a, a donation every month to the Did show. Did you say Mary Todd Lincoln? No. No, I said Michelle Lincoln. Because Mary Todd Lincoln was the first lady. That was Lincoln's wife. <laughs> like years ago, like hundred, like not hundreds, but like close to a hundred years ago. Or that more, was more no, than hundred. <laughs> it was like 150, bro. It was like 1860. Well, like, okay. The sixties were like 60 it years ago. It wasn't hundreds though. It was hundred plus. Uh, 170 about. So Michelle, thank you very much for contributing to the show. Um, even though Kenny is trying to make it out as the. I'm sorry your husband got shot in the head. <laughs> Her husband didn't get shot in John Wilkes Booth is an asshole. You have my sympathies. <laughs> Down with the Southern sympathizers. Let's get, let's get back to unity. This division is tearing our country apart. So, yeah, uh, Michelle, thank you very much for contributing. On thank Patreon. you for your husband's services. <laughs> and his beard it was awesome. All right, look, you're a roofer. Some juicy government contract comes your way. You got a wife and kids to two-story in suburbia? This is a government contract, which means all sorts of benefits. Along come these left-wing militants and blast everything within a three-mile radius with their lasers. You didn't ask for that. You have no personal politics. You're just trying to scrape out a living. Want to know the story behind Pottern Family? Pottern Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters. The podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. 
We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Potter and Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown Movie and TV Review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, The One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. You're not going to die on the planet, guy. I'm not? What's my last name? It's, uh, um, uh, Nobody knows. You know why? Because my character isn't important enough for a last name. Because I'm going to die five minutes in. Guy, you have a last name. Do I? So we get off the ferry, drive the golf carts, open the gate, and we walk in. And legit, every stick of furniture in this house, except for the beds, is made out of PVC pipe. <laughs> it was dirty after the video I saw. Well, and I'm going to post the video when, when we put this episode up. And it wasn't just that it was dirty. It looked like somebody had sat down on it. Like, if your mechanic came in and sat on your couch. Like, maybe... Bruiser Brody brought out on it after he'd been stabbed by Mr. Jose Gonzalez in 1978 or whatever year it was. Every stick of furniture in this house was made out of PVC. Every cushion of every piece of furniture. Sounds like some modern day beds, Robinson Crusoe shit. Except for the beds was dirty. How much every, did this place cost? It was like $80 for the whole night, for the whole house. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, we didn't, we didn't go over and above with taxes and everything. It was like 150 bucks for everybody to spend the night in the main bedroom. There was not a master bathroom, by the way. In the main bedroom, there's an air conditioning unit, there's a bed, and there were two chairs. One's a nice sit-down chair, and one was a folding chair that, <laughs> that you really felt the need to hit everybody in the house over the head with like this was a wrestling match. What was the other bedroom? The other bedroom was four bunk beds. Oh, I was so mad at you, Nikki. <laughs> four twins. Why do y'all get the master bedroom? <laughs> four twin beds. Because we booked the whole goddamn trip. We found this luxurious-ass house that we're in. <laughs> Your PVC pipe furniture. <laughs> with a fan <laughs> dude I'm telling you we walk through the house it, the, the video to it like it just doesn't do it justice like how the bathroom had no lights whatsoever <laughs> you had to like you seriously had to play with the water like there was a certain like you had to turn how it, nice like, was the bed the bed was really awesome like it rained while we were there and it did just rain a little bit like it rained its ass off so much so that I woke up at one point out of a dead stupor and looked at Nikki and I went what the fuck's going on? Why is the air conditioner so loud? She's like, it's a, it's a tin roof. I remember this clearly, but like as soon as she said it's a tin roof, I remember going, oh, that's cool. And going right back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounded like the heavens had opened up and like God was like aiming at our house. I wonder if gun. the be- bunk bed people were thinking it was a nice bed. <laughs> Christopher and his girlfriend had to sleep in the same bunk bed. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that many people? We had seven people with us. They had to share a twin. Oh, my God. I bet they were well-rested the next day. We got up the next day and had peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, I really felt like I went back to my childhood in this house. <laughs> like, I felt like I was living and there was, I bet childhood. there was no TV in front of the front door. Oh, no. There was a TV, but there was nothing attached to it. It was just a TV. Talk about your apartment. <laughs> your kid. I basically blocked off the front door with the TV for a while. No, we did. You didn't use the front door any goddamn way. So. Why wouldn't we just use that little space? Well, the thing was in this house, like there was a television in our bedroom, the main bedroom, that had a cable box attached to it. But like they didn't even bother to put up like an entertainment center. It was just like a shelf. One of those triangle shells that they had drilled into the wall. And then there was like 17, maybe 30 feet. So I'm guessing this wasn't like a 17-inch flat screen. No, there was like 17 to 30 feet of actual coax wrapped up behind the TV. And when I say the TV, I mean the 18-inch black and white screen. 18-inch <laughs> black and white. Nice. It was in our room. I'm sitting here going, wow. And Nikki goes, no, I'm going to give him a good review on the house. And I'm like, no, you need to mention the fact that the furniture's dirty. So some other family from the States doesn't come here and go, oh, this is going to be nice. It's going to be like we're camping. <laughs> when Nikki first told me about this, when we had to stay the night and shit like that, her first thought was that we were just going to get hammocks and sleep on the beach. <laughs> Did she go native on you at some point? What the fuck? You're going to sleep with the horses? Carlos's family would have got you all. You guys had to see Kenny's face when I said this. He was like, what the fuck? I would have. See, this is where things would have gone separate. You guys would have had your golf cart. Kenny would have had his golf cart. And you guys would have been telling me about this house the next morning when I met you from the West End. (laughs) (laughs) I took a shower and soaked in the tub. Watch some Spanish TV I didn't understand. (laughs) Telemundo. (laughs) The fucking weather women were hot. Um, Yeah. Had continental breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. My wife comes to me and goes, I think it'll be kind of like camping. Now, think about this. When we were there, it poured down fucking rain. (laughs) It's a fucking island. (laughs) And she was like, I think it'll be like camping. (laughs) And I said, Nikki. I want you to understand that it rains every day there. <laughs> every one of us is going to have cash on us. Every one of us is not going to want to sleep with our wallet, like tucked between our legs or some shit like that. <laughs> Taking shifts. Remember role playing? We always had that guy. There's always <laughs> a way to keep watch. And if you fell asleep, we all beat your ass. Cause we always got attacked. <laughs> every time the guy fell asleep, you have to roll to make sure you're awake. It, for you guys who don't know what we're talking about behind the scenes, it's lame. Don't even worry about looking it up. But my wife tells me, I think it'll be like camping. There's a campground there where there's an actual fence and stuff like that. Like the, the robbers are just going to climb the fucking fence. <laughs> That's for the horses, not for the criminals. <laughs> I mean, hey, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing like the torrential downpour on the roof. And my brain immediately goes to, I told you camping would have been a very bad fucking idea if we would have done that. <laughs> Just see me in the West, and I hope they're out there. They're in their hammocks. Idiots. Can you even be calling us going, well, I guess all their No, Christopher, I told you, you can't stay here unless you're spitting me half the bill. Goddamn, giving you a room for free. No lights in the bathroom in our house. We had to use candles. It was romantic. I called earlier to ask for extra towels. <laughs> they brought me four. Can we slice? In the house itself, the shower. There wasn't like a shower head that you could adjust. There was just, <laughs> it was just a pipe. No, it wasn't just a pipe. There was a shower head, but like 
there was the roof itself. I'm, I'm looking up at the roof to, to explain this to Kenny. There's the roof, and then there's a shower head sticking out of the, and I don't want to say um, drywall. So, by, so the way you adjusted it was by moving under it. <laughs> there was no moving it. It was, it was a true rainfall shower head in the fact that it was directly above you, and there was like some sort of secret combination to find <laughs> the hot water. <laughs> we got up the next morning, and we still – had to eat peanut butter and jelly and someone had left peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the, uh, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a plate on the counter. Immediately there were ants. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm still transported back to my childhood. Do you want ants? As fuck <laughs> because that's how you get ants. Just leaving a peanut butter and jelly on the, uh, on the thing. I mean, jelly is like a bug, like beacon. We go on a snorkeling trip the next day because we had to reschedule our snorkeling trip instead of the morning we got there we had to reschedule it to the next day. So we get up at like 7 a.m. to go to the snorkeling trip. And we show up and they take us out to go snorkeling. And when I say snorkeling, we went one time on a cruise where they take you out on a catamaran <laughs> and they drop you in the water. And like you have to swim like maybe, I don't know, 30 yards. And there's a there's a Mexican gentleman there in Cosmo going, follow the white buoy. Only words he knew in American or in English. <laughs> in American, Only really? words that he knew in English were follow the white buoy. You swam out and then you're in this little bay where it's like about 30, 40 feet deep, somewhere in there. And everything was beautiful. Here, they drive us out to an old Navy base where we're on like a dirt road. It looks like a place they're going to take you to kill you. Back in okay. the kill zone. <laughs> exactly. So they take us out there. We get out to this beach. We have to hike another 20 yards from where we stop. Go over to this little spot. There's a reef right there. We have to swim about, I don't know, maybe about 40 yards out to this reef. And then he says, okay, now see that island over there? Clearly 50, 60 yards, maybe 70 away, like swimming a football field <laughs> on my vacation. <laughs> and he's like, we're going to swim to that. And the current was pushing against us the whole time. And like, <laughs> dude. My snorkel's filling with water at certain points and shit like that. We saw like it, we saw great fish and stuff, but I'm like swimming the whole way over there, going, "This is not what I signed up for, dude." In Cozumel, there was a there was a catamaran. They had drinks. Like you got a little drunk. You were Cozumel. We you were fucking Puerto Rico. <laughs> we weren't even in Puerto Rico. We're in VA case, dude. And it was beautiful. The sand was beautiful. Seeing the sea turtles and shit like that. All that shit was beautiful. But the whole time I'm like, dude, I am going to die in the middle of this water. <laughs> if we don't get there soon, I'm going to fucking die. And I'm just going to blow That's away That's probably this where current. they have the guys come out and rob you, too. Well, you're all tired out from swimming. That's what I would do. <laughs> if I were to rack it down there. Working with the cab drivers going, this is where they're at. We, we need to record two episodes. I'm going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> and when I come back, we're going to talk about all the things I saw. <laughs> when we come back, you're going to ask, who's that guy with you? That's Juan. Don't worry about what he's doing. He doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> he takes care of Carlos. <laughs> he's just got a black suit on with black tie with black sunglasses. Never moves. And he's got a birdcage with him with Carlos in it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Carlos likes corn. Yeah. So, um, that was our, that was our snorkeling trip. And the whole way, like everywhere we went with the golf cart. So basically, if a shark attacked you, you guys would have died. Oh, there yeah. was no getting out of there. No, dude. No. Uh, it was, we were legit like a hundred yards away, like maybe a half to three quarters of a mile we swam. <laughs> and it's like, ah, thank God I had decided to start working out before I went on this trip. Cause if I was just fat and out of fucking shape, I would have died See in the now, middle of the water. On Facebook. This is pretty cool. We're, 
What are you guys doing? I don't know what they're doing. I'm still at the mansion sitting by the pool <laughs> in the sun. They said something about going to this third world ass island. And I was like, I'll see you guys when you get back. <laughs> the island was fucking awesome. We met. We um, have cable here. I'm not leaving. When we went to the, uh, to VAKs the first night, they had a culinary festival there. And it was a street festival. We're like, we're walking around during the day, had the worst service at a restaurant I've ever had in my entire life. And walk around suddenly. At about six o'clock, they start closing off the streets. Gringo, they didn't fucking want you there. They're closing off the fucking streets everywhere. Like, um, is there an uprising happening? <laughs> <laughs> Should we be uh, getting the fuck out of Dodge? <laughs> Glad we're not camping. Um, so we're walking around and we walk into a typical souvenir shop. It's just like every souvenir shop you've ever seen in Daytona, Panama City. In fucking Gulf Shores, every souvenir shop you've been where they have T-shirts and say, I went to Panama City. Note that this asshole didn't even bring me a souvenir back. <laughs> I brought you stories, sir. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> so Put that on my keychain. <laughs> we walk in and this uh, this uh, the girl who's working there comes up to us and she's like, oh, she's telling us where we can find her magnets and shit like that. And she looks at us and goes, would you like to try some of our rum? And I'm like, go on. And she says, come on over here. She takes us in this clothing shop where there's like, there's like, this elegant- is the part where you guys got drugged and raped. Didn't <laughs> no, no, this is where we met one of the coolest people. Like if you would have met this girl, you'd already be following her on Facebook. You'd have been begging for this girl's number. And I'm not joking when I say she's one of the most beautiful Puerto Rican women we'd seen the entire time we were there. That's and- how they lure you in. <laughs> you're lucky you should have your kidneys. They probably thought your kidneys were- <laughs> You wake up without a foot. <laughs> They're probably like a goddamn fucking Americans. <laughs> Shitty livers they've already used up. Look at these kidneys. It looks like he drank Coke every day. <laughs> so we, we we walk over. She starts giving us shots of rum. Oh, shit, Juan. You can't kill them. That's my roommates over on the other island. You can't take their kidneys. I need them to get back into the States. <laughs> she starts giving us shots of rum right there. And then she looks at us while we're walking around. First time we've ever encountered this beer. She goes, would you guys like to buy a beer? And we're like, well, what do you have? She says, we have Medallia. It's our Puerto Rican national beer. It's the beer that everybody drinks here. And we're like, well, how much is it? She says it's two for three dollars. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, it's two for three dollars. Um, we'll take a six pack, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? Two for three dollars? Okay. Awesome. That's fine. So yeah, I we drank the cheapest beer that we've ever had. We ate some of the best food that we had ever had. We met some of the most beautiful people we'd ever met. We were on a third world country island. Like when we got back, we had to go on to standby to get on the ferry, right? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> ferry is like the hot ticket. Well, going back, we went back at three o'clock that, for the three o'clock ferry and uh, everybody or the six o'clock ferry and everybody who does that is a resident there and residents can jump right the fuck in front of tourists. So <laughs> fuck your tourists. <laughs> So I don't know why they suddenly became French. I don't know what that was for you. <laughs> but we get on the fuck. We, uh, we get on a standby and we're standing there for legit like 45 minutes to wait. And they're telling us either you're going to get on standby or you may end up having to take the 830 ferry. And if you're taking the 830 ferry, there's a good possibility that you're not going to be able to catch it. <laughs> and we're like, what do you mean? They're like, well, sometimes they just cancel it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what, what, what if we need to come back tonight? And they're like, well, you'll just come back the next day. Uh, so we're getting all this information secondhand, have to go on fucking standby with the ferry. 
have to get on the ferry. Like it's every single seat is taken. Like I felt like somebody was going to bring their goat on the ferry. <laughs> I would have stole a seat on the ferry. I would have been like, hola, hola, hello, residento, <laughs> residento, fuck the tourists, gringo can fuck themselves. We had to get children up who were laying across don't, seats. Don't send me any emails about the accent either. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. You don't improve. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Nikki's basically walking in like a mom going, no, nah, we need these seats here. We had to basically tell two children to get the fuck out of their seats because they're laid up like one kid across two seats. We're like, nah, that's not going to work, bitch. They just sold this motherfucker out. Were they white kids or native kids? No, they were native kids. Lucky he shanked. No, we, we had to push them around. <laughs> <laughs> we had to have a chair. Oh, God, y'all are going to get shanked. No, we didn't get shanked, okay? Like, I thought there was a good possibility we may at certain points. I'm but, surprised. But we didn't camp out. <laughs> You probably were the people they were actually teaching the residents about so they can keep their tourism. <laughs> Some of these white people are going to test you. <laughs> but you cannot react and stab them. If you no really need to stab to them, don't. Call Juan. <laughs> Dude, we, uh, I'm telling you, like when you're on the island of Vieques, it's beautiful. There are parts of it that are just gorgeous. And there are parts of it that make you go, Man, I'm glad I live in America. I miss takeout so bad. America's pretty awesome, actually. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So I feel like we can probably go for a little bit longer and get some more shit recorded. Shane, get the fuck out. No, no, we need to get some more shit recorded. Get the fuck out. It's time to record some more stuff. Out. Boy.